Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to An Overcoming Life. This is Bobby. And Frank. And Melinda. And we're honored to be with you today. And God's got a blessing for you in store. So, Melinda, share with us what God gave you. Okay. I'm excited, of course, always to be here and to share the Word of God with you. Um, The title of my message today is called God's League. And, you know, we have many leagues throughout the United States, the football league, the baseball league, and just numerous leagues. So but the most important league we need to be on is God's league. Amen. (laughs) So, you know, choosing to do what is right according to the word of God places us in the God in God's league. But we need to do what's right. Amen. And we need to choose what's right. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I want to share out of Matthew. Uh, chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 and it says this is of the living bible heaven can be entered only through the narrow gate the highway to hell the way which leads to destruction is broad and its gate is wide enough for all the multitudes who choose its easy way but the gateway to life is small And the road is narrow, and only a few ever find it. That's a pretty heavy-duty scripture, isn't it? And, you know, I want you to pick up on something. It says here, what I just read, that the the gate is narrow that leads to destruction. And, uh, you know, it's narrow, and uh, it's, uh, it's... I'm sorry, it's not narrow, it's broad. That's what I meant to say, it's broad. And so that means that it's pretty easy to go down that road. It's the easier road, okay, in life to take because uh, it says that the narrow road is, uh, all, it says even in the Word that it's, uh, it's, it's constricted. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's more difficult uh, because things in the world pull, pull uh, you away the evil. Uh, you're tempted by all kinds of things. And uh, so a lot of people just say, you've heard the saying, you know, uh, well, if it feels good, let's do it, you know, right. and, and people don't care. They want to live their life and uh, be selfish and have their way and do whatever they want to do. But that road, it says, is broad and many are going to be going down that road uh, to destruction, unfortunately. But anyway, so choosing the God League will put you squarely on that road that is narrow. It's uh, <clears throat> contracted by pressure, but it leads to the way of life. So, you know, yeah, there's pressures because the reason why there's pressures is because the world pull, will pull you. Uh, the world, you know, you say, oh, I want to be a Christian. I want to serve God. And that's wonderful. And you're born again. Well, the world is and the evil will never stop trying to pull you off. They, Satan does not want you to enter into that kingdom uh, of God, the kingdom of God and spend eternity with Jesus. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, there's going to be pressure, you know, to go the world's way instead of God's way. 
So in Joshua 24, I want to read verses 14 and 16. It says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you have to make a choice who you're going to serve. And I will say that, you know, it says here that if you're going to serve the Lord, there's things it says here we just read, you're going to have to put away. You're going to have to put away those things that don't please please God. And you're going to have to uh, follow Him. And You'll learn what God likes and what He dislikes. When you begin to study His Word and read His commandments, you'll know. You'll know what to do and what not to do. And God will help you stay on that right road. If you stay close to Him and cling to Him and stay in His Word, you'll grow strong in Him and and you won't depart. Amen? So, you know, many of the people in life, many of people come to the Lord. There's those that come to Him and they don't stay on His team. They don't stay in the game. They turn around. They fall away because of different temptations that the world brings in their path. You know, um, but you have to choose what you're going to do if you're going to follow the Lord or you're going to follow the ways of the world and Satan. And uh, we pray today that you're going to make that choice. You're going to follow the Lord. So anyway, um, so is your heart, I want to ask you a question, is your heart really following the Lord? And I just want to share a brief story that happened to me this week, and it'll help answer this question. I, I went into the Dollar Tree, just minding my own business to pick up a few things. And while I was in there, uh, I paid for my things, and I started heading out. And I noticed there was a man in there that worked for the Coca-Cola company, and he was right there as I was walking out. And as I walked by him, I sensed something. I, I didn't know what it was at first, but I sensed something about this man but I walked on outside and I got in my car and when I got in my car the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said I had some money in my hand because I did not put it in my wallet and I had a $10 bill and he said I want you to give this $10 to that man so I said of course you know I don't know him (laughs) and so I said Lord you know if this is you then have him come out you know, have him come out here. And so I was sitting in the car, you know, a few minutes and waiting and I started to get antsy. I said, now, Lord, if this is you, he needs to come out. Well, he didn't come out. And so I said, well, I guess I'm going to go my way then. And the Holy Spirit said, wait. And in other words, don't leave. He did not want me to leave. I knew he didn't want me to leave. So anyway, I sat there a few more minutes. I said, okay, God, you know what? I know I don't have to ask you anymore. I know this is you because this is not leaving me alone. And this is really heavy on me. So I'm going to get out of the car and I'm going in there. But I prayed that this man, you know, that I'm not going to be disturbing him when I go in there, his work. You know, I didn't want to disturb him. So anyway, I go in the store and I'm looking around and I find him. And so I approach him and I said, sir, I know you don't know me. I said, but... As I was leaving the store a few minutes ago, the Lord 
really put strong on me that I needed to come back in here and find you and give you this. And I handed him the money. Of course, you know, he was, you could tell he was really taken back. He was shocked. And I said, just, you know, go to lunch or whatever you want to do with it. But this is what the Lord had me do. And I said, I want you to know that he would not let me leave the parking lot. I started to leave and he said, no, you need to go back in. And I said, so I don't know what anything that you're going through or anything about you, but I just want to tell you that the Lord loves you. He cares about everything that concerns you. And then I asked him a question. I said, do you know the Lord? He said, uh, yes. Here's the question. Second question. Do you serve the Lord? Uh, well, well, uh, yeah, uh, well, I knew right then. So, you know, I can ask you, you know, do you know the Lord? Oh, yeah, I know about I know the Lord. Yeah, people have heard about the Lord. Many people have heard about him. But do you serve him? When he couldn't ask that question, I said to him, sir, it's very, very important. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, that you'll do that. I said, because where you spend eternity is very, very important. It's a serious matter. I said, you need to ask him to come into your heart. Forgive you have your sins, that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, I said, and you'll be born again. And so then I just said, uh, what is your name? And he told me, and I told him mine. And I just said, well, uh, you know, thank you for letting me talk with you, whatever. And then we just parted ways. And I got out there. I said, Lord, I might not ever see this man again until eternity, but I'm believing in the name of Jesus that he's going to do exactly what I instructed him to do in that store. Amen? So, you know, we can know the Lord, but are we serving him? You know, there's just questions. If you can't answer certain questions, when my husband asked me one day, he asked me, he said, if you died today, this was back in 1980, would you go to heaven? And when I could not answer yes, absolutely, I knew I had a problem. I had a problem. I wasn't sold out. You got to be sold out to God. And when you do, your life will be changed for the better. Amen? So, you got to know. And uh, God's given each of us the power to choose uh, the direction of our heart, which way we want to go. He gives us the power. You know, we might not always feel like loving God or making right choices. You know, it's not always easy. But we have to do that. We have to make the choice who we're going to choose. Are we going to choose to love God and follow his word and what pleases him? Or are we going to follow the enemy? And I pray that you will choose the Lord. Amen. So now I want to read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 through 20. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you that today I have set before you life and death, blessing or curse. Oh, that you would choose life and that you and your children might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and to obey Him and to cling to Him. For He is your life and the length of your days. You will then be able to live safely in the land that the Lord God has promised your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we have to choose. We have to choose. And I choose life. I choose God, don't you? I want to be on God's lee and God's lee and remain there until He takes me home. Amen? Amen. So I want to give you just a few examples now. 
you know, I said you may not feel like doing what God tells us to do, but it, it, we don't go by feelings. Amen. But one example is found in Colossians 3.20. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord as God's representatives in all things, for this attitude of respect and obedience is well-pleasing to the Lord and will bring God's promised blessings in your life. Another version says that you would live long on the li- in, in, the, in the earth from obeying your parents and respecting them. Well, this is a promise that God has given you, but you've got to obey it. You've got to do it. <laughs> Amen. And if you do, you will be blessed. You might not feel like always loving your parents or obeying them or doing what they say, but there is a promise from God to you if you will obey his word and do it. Amen. Another example is just, uh, you know, uh, forgiving people. God's word says we must forgive. Do we feel like forgiving all the time? No, I'm sure we don't. But do we can't wait around till we feel all this oozy goozy love? And, and you know, we just we just have to step out and say, no, I'm gonna. I choose to forgive. Amen. And in Mark eleven twenty five, it says eleven uh, twenty five. It says, and whenever you stand praying. If you have anything against anyone, you must forgive them, let it drop, and let it go. In order that your Father who is in heaven will forgive you your failings and your shortcomings, and let them drop. And I want to give you a good word of wisdom today. If you keep bringing up what has happened to you to people, and you keep talking about it, and talking about it, and talking about it, guess what? You've not let it go. I just had this happen a week ago. Someone who I said, you've got to forgive. I was trying to counsel them. I said, you've got to forgive. But then they kept bringing it up, bringing it up. And I said, hey, you got to let it go. You've not let it go. Okay. You've, that's indication you've not totally forgiven. You've not let it go. So I'm telling you, let it go. Amen. And be, be blessed by God. You're blessed when you obey him and his word. Another example is uh, found in... 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. I want to read that. It says, do not be teamed up. Listen to that. Teamed up with those who do not love the Lord. For what do the people of God have in common with people of sin? Zero. How can light live with darkness? And what harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a Christian be a partner with one who doesn't believe? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For you are God's temple, the home of the living God. And God has said of you, I will live in them and I will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. That is why the Lord has said, leave them, separate yourselves from them. Don't touch their filthy things. And I will welcome you and be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. There's a part to play. There, we, there's a part to do if you want to be on God's team. You can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you to come into my heart, Jesus, and I'm, everything's fine, and keep going out and living the way you lived. It doesn't work that way. That is not the way it works. Right. To be on God's team, you've got to follow God's rules and His regulations and His guidelines. Amen? Amen. You you must if you want to be on his team. So, you know, in Mark 10, 19, it says, you know, the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not testify falsely, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. That's a few of those. And in first Corinthians five, nine and 10, it says, 
Don't you know that doing such things have no, if you're doing those things, you have no share in the kingdom of God. Don't fool yourselves. Don't be deceived. Those who live immoral lives, who are idol worshipers, adulterers, or homosexuals will have no share in his kingdom. Neither will thieves or greedy people, drunkards, slanders, or robbers. Okay? You're not going there. If you're going down that road, you're on that broad road, that broad road that leads to destruction, and you're not in God's lead. Don't let anybody fool you. Another quick testimony is I, I just got word. My sister-in-law called and she was asking me to pray for about three different things. And we prayed and agreed over the phone. I'm telling you, it was days later. She called me and said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what is it? She said, we prayed for so-and-so. Her daughter was a lesbian, but claimed to be a Christian. And she's been witnessing to her mother wanting her to be born again, but yet she was a lesbian. And so... God dealt with her. And she said, God has dealt with me about my lifestyle. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, glory. Praise the Lord for freedom. Amen. Praise the Lord for it. So hallelujah. God answers prayer. He answers prayer. Now in Romans 13, 10 through 14, it says, Love does no wrong to anyone, and that's why it fully satisfied all of God's requirements. It is the only law that you need. Another reason for right living is this. You know how late it is and time is running out. And I can tell you that it's running out. Wake up for the coming of the Lord is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day of his return will soon be here. So quit the evil deeds of darkness as well. Darkness and put on the armor of right living as we do live in the daylight. This is where we need to live. We need to be living in the daylight. Be decent and true in everything that you do that all can approve your behavior. Do not spend your time in wild parties and getting drunk and committing adultery and lust or fighting or jealousy. Don't. It says, but Jesus, but ask the Lord Jesus Christ to help you live as you should and don't make plans to enjoy evil. Don't do it. If you're in this place that I'm speaking of today, I'm asking you, turn from all this wickedness. Turn from it and get in God's team. Get on, get in His league and leave that darkness. Amen? God is calling you out from among the dark. Amen? Revelations of uh, 22, 12 through 15 says, See, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me to repay everyone according to the deeds he's done. Your deeds are going to be judged, whether they're good or bad, and you're going to be rewarded accordingly. I am the A and the Z, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed forever are all those who are washing their robes to have the right to enter in through the gates of the city and to eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are those who have strayed away from God and the sorcerers and the immoral, the murderers and the adulterers and all who love to lie and do so. You will be outside that city. You will never inherit it. You better think about this. 
think about this. This is serious, isn't it, Bobby and Frank? We live in a very serious hour. And so you need to be thinking about it. I want to turn over now to Galatians uh, chapter 5, and I want to read verses 19 through 22. And it says, But when you follow your own wrong inclinations, your lives will produce these evil results, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, adultery, spiritism, that is encouraging the activity of demons, hatred and fighting, jealousy and anger, constant effort to get the best for yourself, complaints and criticisms, the feeling that everyone else is wrong except those in your own little group. And there will be wrong doctrine, envy, murder, drunkenness, wild parties, and all that sort of thing. Let me tell you again, as I have told you before, that anyone living, anyone living, that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is God's word, and His word is true. His word is right. His word will be the lamp unto your feet if you'll just give God, let God Come into your life. Let God control your life and and turn from all this evil. It says, but when the Holy Spirit controls your life, if you let him control your life, he will produce this kind of fruit in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here there is no conflict with the Jewish laws. Amen? Amen? You know, Second Thessalonians 3.13 says, And to the rest of you I say, dear brothers and sisters, never be tired of doing right. We never need to grow weary in well-doing, the Word says. Do not grow weary. We need to stay the course. We need to keep standing for God and doing what's right. And I'm telling you one day, when you see Him face to face, it will be worth every right choice. I mean, every right choice. I want to close with this. There's some example about sports and games. There are rules and guidelines to follow if you want to win and stay in the game and on God's lead. If you break the rules they're going to and refuse to follow His guidelines, there are going to be penalty and consequences to pay. In baseball, you hit the ball to make a home run. We must keep hitting the Word of God to make a home run for Jesus. In football, they run with the ball. I say to you, run with the Word of God in your heart and in your mouth. Touchdown for Jesus. Amen? In basketball, they shoot that ball uh, very high into a goal to score. I say to you, let your faith and prayer shoot high to score answers to your prayers for Jesus. Amen? And in soccer, they kick the ball down the field to make a goal. And I say, and uh, kick the devil down the field and destroy the works of hell as you hit the goal. Play to win. Be in God's league today. Amen? On God's side. Amen and amen. We have a short video that we're going to be showing today at the end of the program uh, by Toby Mack. And the title is City on Our Knees. And he has incorporated Billy Graham into this video. And it is so powerful. It is anointed by God. And I'm asking you today, cross the line. Get off that line that you're on that leads to destruction and get on God's team and, and be a winner and a champion for the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen and amen. I have time to say something real yeah. quick. You can't live like the devil Monday through Friday, or Monday through Saturday, and then go to church and expect, you know, everything. You be a Christian, everything to be right. If Amen. You, you got to live for Jesus 
every day. Amen. And if you miss it, repent. Don't go back there and do it again. Just go from where you're at. Amen and amen. Jesus will forgive you. This is a picture of a scene that is going to take place someday in heaven at the throne of God. You see, you can't change your past, but you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. And when you do that, Christ changes your past. He wipes out all the sins of the past. If you gotta start somewhere, why not here? If you gotta start sometime, why not now? If we gotta start somewhere, I say here. If we gotta start sometime, I say now. Choose you this day, not tomorrow, this day, whom you're going to serve. And many of you are going to have to decide tonight what is the number one priority in your life. All the way through the Bible, choices, 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 choices. tonight. He's willing to come into your heart and change the direction of your life and give you a peace and a joy that you've never known before. And the people ask me why I continue to preach. And I answer because the word of the Lord has come unto me and he tells me to go and proclaim his gospel as long as I have breath. Through the fog there is hope in the distance From cathedrals to third world Love will fall to the earth like a crashing wave Tonight's the night For the sinners and the saints Two worlds collide In a beautiful display It's all love tonight When we step across the line We can sail across the sea To a city message of repentance, yet the people of Nineveh believe his message. And the Bible says that the greatest revival, the greatest evangelistic campaign in the history of the world took place in Nineveh. It was a city probably of 600,000 people, and the whole city from the king on down repented. Oh, tonight couldn't last forever. God had mercy upon not only the king, but all the people, and all the people were saved. That could happen here. Tonight's the night for the sinners and the saints to world collide in a glorious display. Cause it's so love tonight when we step across the line. We can say 
somebody here where it is. He is the lion. The root of David hath prevailed. To receive a new heart from him, I ask you to come tonight. I'm going to ask you to get up out of your seat all over this great auditorium and come and stand quietly and reverently here in front as an indication that you're receiving Christ, that you want a new heart and a new life from this moment on, that you're going to change the direction of your life. The Holy Spirit has been speaking. He's been preparing your heart. Now you come and receive Christ. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.